The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Hash House Agogo. Also by the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, Brew City Brand Apparel, The Food Connection LV.com, and by Mr. Antenna. Larry David, what the f do you think you're doing getting my kid drunk? Drunk? What, what, what are you talking about? She's slurring her words. She's bumping into things. She stinks like a f***ing wino. Oh, I poured s- some of your... W- I had poured some wine. Oh, she must have accidentally, a seven-year-old kid, drank some wine. It was a, the glass has got... Do I look like a f***ing idiot that I'm going to believe you? You got her drunk and you stole the f***ing dog, all right? It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Poor Jeff Garland. That is the hysterical Susie Essman with Larry David in a scene from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Susie plays Susie Green, the wife of Jeff Green, Garland's character, and happy to report the cast is currently working on another season of the HBO comedy. I've got Susie on the line with me right now. Hello, Jim. Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm good. Where are you today? I'm in New York looking at snow. That's what I heard. Yeah, and I hate to bring up the fact that it's 78 degrees here today in Las Vegas. <laughs> but I will. Hey, in a couple of months, it's going to be really nice here, and you're going to be at 110. I know that. Believe me, it's in the back of my mind. You know, I've I've always been curious. I've talked to you before, but I don't think I've asked you how Larry David approached you about joining the cast of Curb. Ah, Okay. So in 1999, you know, I've known Larry since 1985. We met at Catch a Rising Star when we were both doing stand-up. Right. And we were, you know, very friendly. Um, but then he moved to L.A. to do Seinfeld, and I didn't see him for years. So in 1999, I did a roast of Jerry Stiller for Comedy Central, and he saw that, and he had this idea of Jeff's wife that he kind of wanted her to be, let's say, salty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, roasts, you're always, you're always filthy, dirty on roasts because that's the whole purpose of them. And he saw my, my set on the roast, and then he just called me and offered me the part. I remember the phone call exactly. He called me up, and I, he was like, Susie, it's LD. And I was like, oh, hi. I haven't heard from you in 10 years. What do you want? And he's like, I have a show, and I want you to be a part of it on HBO. And I said, well, what's the part? He said, don't worry about it. You can do it. And I said, well, uh, send me a script. And, those were, <laughs> and there's no money. You know, we were like such a low-budget operation in those days. And right. I thought, well, you know, I knew Larry, and I knew he was a genius, and I had nothing else to do that Thursday, so I flew out to L.A. and did <laughs> I had no contract, by the way, no contract, nothing. I was a day player. Wow. It was really a different world back then, yeah. I'm not sure that your character is exactly what you would call a moral compass, but you do seem to stop Larry and Jeff in their tracks, don't you? She is. A, I think she's the, the 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 moral heart and soul of of that. I mean, yeah. she might have filthy language, but <laughs> she's always doing something to protect her daughter. To you know, they they, they always right. provoke her. She's always like snapping them in line. So I really enjoy that. I think the great thing about the show too is that the characters never learn, do they? And they keep making the same mistakes. Yeah. And that's comedy. I mean, you know, when you think about the great iconic comedies, you think you think that uh, you know uh, Ralph Cramden is going to do another scheme next week. He's not going to learn to give those things up. You know, yeah. that, that's that's what you do. Lucy's going to try to get into the Copa again. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> as a dancing, so you just you keep on making the same. You don't grow and learn. You keep on making the same mistakes over and over again. And that's what that, that's what comedy is. Comedy is not about change. It's about 
it's about repeating, you know, the insanity of, of never learning your lesson. You know, looking back, you mentioned roasts. How weird is it for you having roasted Donald Trump? I, I believe it was something like 2004. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. You know, they asked me last minute because they needed people because nobody really was stepping up to the plate <laughs> to comedians to roast him. And um, you only roast the ones you love or are indifferent to. And at the time, I was indifferent to him. I, I was just a, a, yeah. a TV personality. So but looking back, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I remember my opening line. It was a luncheon. And I said, uh, Donald, did you enjoy your lunch? I hear your hair ordered the salmon. <laughs> Which I always love that line. You know what? I remember a line from that very distinctly. And that is, I know what Melania sees in you. A billion dollars in high cholesterol, which t today, ju it just yeah. stuck with me. It's just hysterical. How did was he reacting to all that then? Because he really did not like when Obama did the same thing to him. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think that, and I've thought about that. He was actually quite much more gracious than I thought he would be, which was a smart move. Because I remember when we roasted um, the Chevy Chase, for example, he was not gracious. And then he just looked bad, you know. So yeah. I think the difference between this and the Washington Correspondents Dinner, where Obama basically roasted him, and I think, personally, I think that's why he wanted to run for president, was just a payback. Uh, he was not, for, that was not the role that he was in. Whereas in this, in the roast of him, prior to him, he was prepared for that. He knew that was coming, and he was the center of attention. He wasn't the butt of the joke. He was in on the joke. You know, I watched the uh, the show, and I'm not sure if you have, but uh, I'm dying up here. Until really watching that series, I, I guess I really never thought about how tough it was for female comedians starting out. Like at the time, maybe that you started out, has it has it gotten better? You know, I don't know. I like to think, and, and I do talk to younger women, I like to think that, you know, I, I ground broke a little bit for them and people like me and, and the, the women that I came up with. Um, so I, I think we, we did. And I think part of it is just the visual that these younger comedians, the male comedians are more used to seeing women comedians. When I came up, there was like, you know, four of us. It was hardly any female comedian. So... Um, it, it was it was a more difficult time, and there was a lot of uh, backlash in clubs. That, like, for example, club owners wouldn't put two women on a show. They really? Put one woman on a show. Like, oh yeah, like we were a novelty act. Like they were afraid we were going to talk about the same thing. Just it, it would be male, 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 but they would have only one woman on the show. So, you know, you had to fight for your spots, and and it was it was really really hard. And do you want to talk about sexual harassment? Please, come up in comedy clubs in the 80s in New York. You know, uh, by the way, you have done some really great TV. Are you still doing Law & Order Special Victims Unit? Another guest star on that. Um, I love doing that. Um, and then I'll be on Broad City again this season. I just spoke to my girls, so I'm going to be in another episode of that. So, um, I, you know, those are all like, I, I feel very lucky that I actually am only on shows that I actually watch, which is a, a nice thing because right. we're all prostitutes will take whatever job we can get we're actors <laughs> right. but luckily i've been i've just been on shows that i, that I think are terrific uh, how much fun watch SBU all day long yeah i know and and they run it all day on certain channels don't they <laughs> that's right and i get residuals i'm um, nice how much fun was it for you to do cranky anchors because i know that they did a lot of it here in las vegas the recordings oh that was a blast that was that was you know 
Jimmy Kimmel before he had his show, I think. Yeah. Doing that. that was a blast. Because, again, it, you know, you get to play a character, you get to improvise, you get to do all sorts of things and talk to real people, which is something I always found interesting. Phony phone calls. Remember doing that in junior high school? Uh, in middle yeah. school? You're making phony phone calls. That's what it was. Now, I remember doing it on our morning show, and, and it's not allowed anymore. So, yeah, those were definitely the good times. True? Yeah, that's true. Is it legally not allowed? Right, because there's all that stuff about how you have to tell people ahead of time that they're being recorded now. Oh. And at at the do crank yankers today. Well, at the time you were doing crank yankers, there was a different uh, law in, in terms of doing it from Las Vegas as opposed to maybe a Los Angeles or New York. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. So, will you be doing stand up anytime soon, uh, especially here in Las Vegas? No, no, I've kind of I, I'm not doing a whole lot of stand up lately. Uh, I might get back to it, but right now I'm just going to focus on shooting season 10. We start that in a couple of weeks. Nice. And, um, you know, after that, I might I might decide to take my act on the road, but right now I'm just, you know, I'm old. <laughs> well, you're at a point where you really can kind of pick and choose more than more than a few years yeah, ago, right? and, and the, tra- the traveling really wears you down. It really does. Yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to season 10. Look for Curb Your Enthusiasm now, the, the past seasons on Blu-ray and on digital yeah. uh, platforms. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Susie, and, and good luck with all that's coming up. Thanks, Jim. Susie says after about the third season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, she couldn't walk down the street without people asking her to swear at them like she does her husband or Larry David. Can't wait for the new season. That is the end of this edition of the Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty, and thanks for listening. Take the Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes.